Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. For today's poem, I'm turning to a more contemporary poem, Advent, by Mary Jo Salter. Mary Jo Salter was born in Grand Rapids, Michigan in 1954, and Advent was included in her book Open Shutters in 2003, so it has a much more modern sound and sensibility than the 19th century poems of the fireside poets. Advent is set five days before Christmas. It tells of a mother, presumably the poet, and her daughter putting together a gingerbread house. The speaker poet refers to the daughter simply as she or her. Though the poem doesn't say so, I picture the time as early evening, after supper. That seems cozier, and it is a cozy poem. The wind is blowing around the house, strong enough to blow a shutter from the daughter's bedroom window, but this is no great calamity. They continue on with the gingerbread house. To fully enjoy the poem, it helps to be familiar not only with the traditional manger scene with Mary, Joseph, the infant Jesus, and the three magi, but also with Advent calendars such as are found in Catholic households during December. An Advent calendar typically shows a Christmas scene with the numbers 1 through 24 scattered around the image so that one must hunt to find them. Each number marks a rectangle perforated on three sides that when opened reveals a smaller Christmas image. These are opened one a day from the 1st of December through Christmas Eve, the season of Advent. Let's listen. Advent by Mary Jo Salter Wind whistling, as it does in winter, and I think nothing of it until it snaps a shutter off her bedroom window, spins it over the roof and down to crash on the deck in the back, like something out of Oz. We look up, stunned, then glad to be safe and have a story, characters in a fable we only half believe. Look, in my surprise I somehow split a wall, the last one in the house we're making of gingerbread. We'll have to improvise, prop the two halves forward like an open double door, and with a tube of icing cement them to the floor. Five days until Christmas, and the house cannot be closed. When she peers into the cold interior we've exposed, she half expects to find three magi in the manger, a mother and her child. She half expects to read on tablets of gingerbread a line or two of scripture, as she has every morning inside a dated shutter on her advent calendar. She takes it from the mantle and coaxes one fingertip under the perforation, as if her future hangs on not tearing off the flap under which a thumbnail picture by Raphael or Giorgione, Hans Mimling or David, of apses, niches, archways, cradles a smaller scene of a mother and her child, of the lidded jewel box of Mary's downcast eyes. Flee into Egypt, cries the angel of the Lord to Joseph in a dream, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. While she works to tile the roof with shingled peppermints, I wash my sugared hands and step out to the deck to lug the shutter in, a page torn from a book, still blank for the two of us, a mother and her child.
What is it, you might ask, that makes this a poem? It doesn't have the rhymes and stanzas and rhythm or special diction of a poem, or at least it doesn't seem to. If you could see it on the page, you'd see that it does actually have stanzas, 20 of them, each with three lines and a regular meter. Its language, though, is completely natural. Words are in their natural order. The lines don't pause at the end, and neither do the stanzas. The sentences carry on from one line to the next and one stanza to the next in a manner called by teachers enjammed, so that the rhythm is felt without being consciously heard. But it takes more than rhyme and meter and old-fashioned diction to make a poem. Thirty Days Hath September is a great mnemonic rhyme to help us remember the number of days in each month, and it even sounds great to boot, but it isn't a poem. A poem uses its devices to capture something important, but otherwise elusive, if only just joy. Advent uses the devices of echo and parallelism to achieve its elusive ends. A shutter comes off the house. Shutters open on the Advent calendar. A mother and her child are revealed inside. The poet names Mary, but not Jesus, nor does she call him son or even he, not to make the infant sexless, but only to emphasize the parallelism, a mother and a child. The child of Mary and Joseph is threatened with destruction. The parallel with this is left unstated, as important things in poetry often are, just as the mystery of the final stanza, the final three lines, is left unexplained. Let's listen again with these things in mind. Advent by Mary Jo Salter Wind whistling as it does in winter, and I think nothing of it until it snaps a shutter off her bedroom window, spins it over the roof and down to crash on the deck and back, like something out of Oz. We look up, stunned, then glad to be safe and have a story, characters in a fable we only half believe. Look, in my surprise I somehow split a wall, the last one in the house we're making of gingerbread. We'll have to improvise. Prop the two halves forward like an open double door, and with a tube of icing cement them to the floor. Five days until Christmas, and the house cannot be closed. When she peers into the cold interior we've exposed, she half expects to find three magi in the manger, a mother and her child. She half expects to read on tablets of gingerbread a line or two of scripture, as she has every morning inside a dated shutter on her advent calendar. She takes it from the mantle and coaxes one fingertip under the perforation, as if her future hinges on not tearing off the flap, under which a thumbnail picture by Raphael or Giorgione hands Memling or David, of apses, niches, archways, cradles a smaller scene of a mother and her child, of the lidded jewel box of Mary's downcast eyes. Flee into Egypt, cries the angel of the Lord to Joseph in a dream, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. While she works to tile the roof with shingled peppermints, I wash my sugared hands and step out to the deck to lug the shutter in, 
a page torn from a book still blank for the two of us, a mother and her child. Back in early November, the New York Times ran a review of the best Advent calendars so that readers would have plenty of time to purchase one through the mail in time for December 1st. I turned to it with interest, wondering what might make one Advent calendar better than another. The quality of the artwork, the selection of scripture verses, if they featured scripture verse as the one in this poem does. I was at first puzzled by what I found though eventually I caught on, I guess. The calendars are apparently three-dimensional, and when you open a shutter, you get a piece of chocolate, or a toy, or a cosmetic sample. There was nothing about them that was religious or related to the season of Advent. Instead of a season of anticipation, Advent has apparently become a season of getting stuff early. This shouldn't surprise me, I guess considering the considerable secularization of Christmas itself, but it does disappoint me a little. No time of quiet, or mystery, or beauty. No occasion for wonder or reflection. Nothing to prompt a poem like Salter's Advent, or any poem other than satire. Oh well. I hope you enjoyed Advent, and that you'll join me again next week for another episode of Fireside Poems. If you think others might enjoy Fireside Poems, please let them know about it through your social media so that they might join you and me each week by the Fireside.